Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. I am your co-host, Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my beautiful gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. This week, we're going to be talking about something that isn't necessarily, like, spooky, but is definitely linked to, like, more mystical sides of life. We're going to be diving into numerology. Now, I'm going to do a disclaimer here. This is like when we do vampires or werewolves or stuff like that. We're not going to do like every aspect of numerology because that shit would take between now and eternity to do. And (laughs) we don't have that kind of time and you don't have that kind of time. But the good thing about it is if we leave it out, we can always do another episode on it later. Yes, yes. With that being said, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Three Spooked Girls. That's the handle. If you want to hang out with us and get to know our spookster community, which is really heavily dominated on our Facebook group, which is Three Spooked Girl Official, it's pretty amazing. I love it in there. And you know, the funny thing that's been happening to me lately, as I'm like scrolling through my regular feed, things pop in. I'm like, oh, I want to put that in the Facebook group. And then I'm like, oh, shit, this is where this is from. It's from the Facebook group. Oh, that happens to me too. (laughs) You guys are constantly cracking me up. Someone put in there the other day and Tara like read it out loud to me and I laughed and then I saw it again and I laughed and it was something along the lines of like, I have a new appreciation for people who bury bodies because after digging a pool, I see how much effort they put into it. And I like died. I was like, that is hilarious shit. (laughs) If you want to hang out with us, that's definitely the place to do that. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls, or you can click the link in the link tree below. Tara has made this fabulous thing. It's been there for a while, but I'm always amazed at it because it literally puts all our links in one place. Once you get over there, you can see our different tiers. For little as a dollar, you get a bonus episode a month. We actually just a little bit ago gave out one of those that we we did in the past because we had a little bit of technical errors, but you know, it worked out well in y'all's favor because that was a really fun episode. And for two dollars and up, you get Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plot lines. The first one of the month is where I basically give you really weird descriptions in a very vague way and you try to guess what it is. And then the second one is where I, in my nonlinear thinking, because I probably have ADD but not diagnosed, <laughs> tell specifically movie plots and a weird nonlinear thinking and it's 
It's pretty fun to listen to. I know when Tara and I edit it, it cracks us up because we're like, wait, that was like 20 minutes ago in the movie. Why is it here? Okay. And then for $5 and up, you can get Haunted Grounds, which is Tara's video content where she brings you a haunted possession and a wonderful caffeinated drink. And $10 and up, you actually get to pick a patron select, which is where you pick a topic and we dedicate an episode to you. Before we get into today's topic of numerology and our drink of the week, we're going to take a quick promo break and we will be right back. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And we are the, the Podcast, Podcast from, from the, the Crypt. Crypt. Join us every Friday as we discuss accounts of murder, mayhem, paranormal, and all things spooky. Plus a dash of comedy to help soothe your soul during these chilling tales. You can find us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. Also, you can find us at thepodcastfromthecrypt.buzzsprout.com. And you can choose from there how you'd like to listen. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at The Podcast from the Crypt. Be sure to tune in and listen to us discuss what nightmares are made of. Let's get weird. And as always, hail Satan. And we'll see you in hell. Well, welcome back from that quick promo break. We are glad that you stuck around because we're going to tell you the drink and then I'm going to hand it over to Tara and she's going to tell us the history of numerology. So in thinking about numerology and a lot of the stuff has to do with like intuition and intuitiveness. Mm -hmm. So I found this. It's a spritz mindfully. It's a St. Germain spritz. So if you like elderflower liqueur, this is one for you. So go check it out tomorrow on the socials. It is pretty and light and crisp, which seems to be my picking this year. Being refreshing. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good refreshing cocktail? Right. No, I'm definitely on like the seltzer, sparkly, bubbly train for sure lately. It makes me happy. Yes, I love it. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to go ahead, like Jessica said, and give you some history and background on this. If you don't know what numerology is, it's essentially the idea that everything in the universe, more specifically human life, is guided by numbers. And each number has a unique energy. It is said that by finding out those numbers that connect with your life, like your name or your birthday, you can predict the future course of your life. So really cool, really cool. Because I've heard of this, but I didn't really know what it was. And I find it now like super interesting. And it was so weird. I have to tell you, I waited to tell you. So today, like when we're recording this, I had to go run some errands and then I went to the bookstore and I actually saw a numerology book and I was like, what? It's following me. It happens. <laughs> but I was like, that's crazy because I frequent it and I'd never seen it before. I was like, oh God. But in case you didn't know, it is noted to have originated in ancient Egypt and Babylon and then also spreading to China, Rome, Japan, and eventually Greece. Now, with that said, there are three types of numerology. Please excuse my pronunciations. It was also radio day. So that's probably why I'm a little high strung right now. I'm a little tired. (laughs) Tara and I have been up since like before the crack of dawn so that East Coasters who were tuning into the radio station heard us at eight. And for us, it was 
five and four. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's a good time. It's really fun. But anyway, okay. So please nobody at me um, when I mispronounce these. I do apologize. Okay. So the first one is the Kabbalic numerology, which is often used to interpret names. This said it came from Hebrew mysticism and also like the Hebrew alphabet with its 22 vibrations. Later, it was adapted for the Greek alphabet and then down to the Roman alphabet. And 13th century Kabbalists believe that the Old Testament was written in a secret code inspired by God. And they used numerology as a tool to, you know, crack this code, basically. And it also happens that the 22 base numerology adds a significant dimension to the interpretation of the 22 cards of the tarot deck, it says. So that's our first one. Our second one, which I will probably mispronounce too, sorry, is the Chaldean numerology. And this is kind of more on the astrology side. It was said that this originated in Mesopotamia, which, fun fact, was the birthplace of Western astrology. It's also related to the Vedic system of India and also kind of to the previous type of numerology that I talked about. The basis of this is that each letter has a unique vibration and is assigned a number one to eight based on its energetic qualities. And the number nine is kept separate from the others, except when it appears from another number. Basically, it's kept from the other numbers because it's considered the most sacred number. And I actually really like the number nine. I tried to choose that when I could for sports, so I thought that was interesting. Also with this, apparently single digits reveal the outer nature of a person, while double digits describe the inner qualities. And the third one and one that comes up most when I was looking up this background and stuff on numerology is the method developed by Pythagoras, who might sound familiar to you. In case you don't know who he is, he was a Greek mathematician and metaphysician of the 6th century. A lot of articles and videos that I watched, they say he's essentially the father of numerology. And another reason you might be like, ooh, I'm thinking of high school or college or whatever is because obviously the Pythagorean theorem obviously comes from him too. (laughs) When you said his name, I was like, it went in my head. I was like, oh, that thing I learned in math. (laughs) Yes, yes. And a refresher for those who need that. This is a mathematical formula which states that the square of the hypotenuse of a right triangle is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. Geometry. I hated geometry. Oh, I did too. That was like not my jam. I did fine with like pre-calculus and like advanced algebra and all that. But geometry, I was like, please let me fucking survive. I am over this. Probably also didn't help. I took that as a freshman in high school. I was like, God damn it. What the fuck is happening? It's like the worst. <laughs> it's the worst time to take it. I was just like, I mean, I did too. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Why do you guys think I'm smart enough for this? No. (laughs) Oh, God. But as far as numerology goes, it is said slash believed that basically... He went to Egypt to study the Chaldean numerology for 22 years in Egypt. I will say, and it was said like every two seconds in articles, his life and stuff before his teachings, not a lot is documented. So they're like, sometimes we're guessing or sometimes we're assuming, blah, blah, blah. So this actually, because he went and studied this for two decades, make people in the community believe that all of this lack of documentation, the secrecy and mystery behind like him and his teachings 
kids because, you know, obviously he was like super selective and stuff. He essentially did that because some people think that he repackaged that type of numerology that he went and studied as his own thought, like plagiarism, basically, is what they're trying to say. (gasps) Snap. Here's the tea from the 6th century. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) That lawsuit will get thrown out in court. (laughs) And while there is other people that believed, no, that's not the case. That's not what happened. But basically that he thought people wouldn't understand what he was trying to, like, tell people, like, his ideas and stuff or appreciate it. So he was like, I'm not going to even bother because people are going to think I'm crazy or whatever type of shit. I mean, it was the time frame where, like, if you said something radical, people thought you were insane and they did the horrible things to you. And I mean, there was a select few and he was one of them that this higher thought process kind of was allowed, like anything philosophical could be said. But this might have been just a little too much for people. Also, it could be that it deals a lot with taking like the letters of your name and putting them up against numbers and a lot of people who didn't know how to read because education was not a huge, that big of a priority. Yeah. So I want to believe the good in people. So I kind of lean towards that as probably why things were how they were for him. And then obviously, as time went on, he's also been dubbed mystic because, like Jessica said, this higher thinking and things like that. And according to Aristotle, his followers, the Pythagoreans, used mathematics for solely mystical reasons. And he said that devoided of practical application. And with this version of numerology, the number one, the monad, represents the origin of all things. And the number two, the dyad, represents matter. Number three was a, quote, ideal number because it had a beginning, middle, and end, and was the smallest number of points that could be used to define a plain triangle, which was related to the god Apollo. Number four significates the four seasons and four elements. Number seven was also sacred because it was the number of planets and the number of strings on a lyre, and because Apollo's birthday was celebrated on the seventh day of each month. They believed that odd numbers were masculine and even numbers were feminine, and that the number five represented marriage because it was the sum of two and three. And ten was considered the perfect number. The Pythagoreans honored it by never gathering in groups larger than ten. I mean, right now in COVID, they would be like, perfect. Right? Exactly. So I thought that overview was really interesting, and I just thought that was cool, like, with the groups and stuff. But there's some more tea with Pythagoras. Apparently, they thought that his teachings were actually not his own again, but it was from a different philosopher named Philolus of Croton. And there was this guy named Walter Burkert, and he has this study that was called Lore and Science in Ancient Pythagoreanism. And he essentially says that Pythagoras was a, quote, charismatic and religious teacher, but that the number philosophy attributed to him was really innovated by Philos or Philos. And according to this dude, he also said that Pythagoras never dealt with numbers at all, let alone made any noteworthy contribution to math. It's a big claim to make. Just saying. I feel like we were gypped then. Because I had to learn that fucking theorem. Right? And he said the only kind of math he ever did was like simple, proofless arithmetic. 
But he gives him credit for one thing and said that like his arithmetic stuff that he discovered or whatnot did contribute significantly to the beginnings of math, which I'm like, okay, if you're saying he's helped with the foundations of math, like you're saying he's not important, but he is important. Can't have it both ways, sir. Right? I'm like, I don't understand that. But okay. And then fun fact, guys, before I hand it over here to Jessica in just a moment, the name numerology actually wasn't even recorded until like 1907. Oh, wow. They went a long time without having like the actual name. And when I was like trying to look into this as like we get into modern day without overlapping into Jessica stuff too much, there was like various people and various ideas, which makes sense because like there's three different types of numerology. They said that there was one lady named Dr. Julia Florence Campbell, and she was a, quote, terrific mystic. And basically, she helped kind of like get the formulation that's used by numerologists today and with numerology predictions. And it's popped up in like different forms of literature. One is by Ruth Dreyer. Her book is called Numerology, the Power in Numbers. It is also said that at the start of like the 20th century, so, you know, like 1900s, I love that these are all women, by the way, just saying. Mrs. L. Dow Valiot, she took Pythagoras's stuff and kind of like brought biblical references and kind of married those ideas together to develop it and things like that. And then one of her students named Juno Jordan kind of helped with all of that as well and then published The Romance in Your Name in 1965. And this, in his work, it was said it provided a system for identifying key numerological influences in names and birthdays that people still use today. Ooh. And there are more people throughout the decades who have done work as well and, you know, helped with the different schools of numerology, which is just really, really interesting. There was, it'll be on the sources page, there was a couple videos on there that they're not super long, but they kind of give you insight on numerology and stuff. And one was an interview with this lady who's actually, pra- well, at that point, because I feel like the, the video is a little dated, but at that point had been practicing for like numerology for like 25 plus years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you want it from like an expert, basically, I definitely recommend it. And it was really interesting because her background was like always numbers. Like she worked in finance and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that makes sense why you would kind of gravitate towards this, you know? Mm -hmm. So with that, we are going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Manscaped. And we'll be right back. And Jessica will have some fun stuff for us. Support for Three Spooked Girls is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And big news, y'all. Manscaped just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. Who knew smelling this good could feel this good, too? Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Everyone knows that Manscaped has the perfect package 3.0 for all the -the below-the-waist grooming needs. But... They didn't stop there. Complete your man or even your own grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. I'm honestly so excited for Matt to try his out when it gets here, but I know you already got the one for Thomas. So what did you think of it? I really liked it. The thing is, it smells clean and manly, if that makes sense. You know, like when colognes, like you can definitely identify as like a masculine scent. Yeah. That's what it smells like. And it smells really good. And it's not like overpowering. Like I sprayed it a few times in our room Mm -hmm. and it didn't like overpower me. Nice. Which I love. 
Nice. It's calming and inviting. The signature scent introduces a light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes of vetiver and a woodsy masculine finish. This 50 millimeter spray cologne is even hyperallergenic, cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. I love that. I love that they do that with all of their formulas. It's so great. Mm -hmm. And seriously, y'all, after how hard this year was, it's time to feel sexy. Your balls and body will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPOOKGIRLS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code SPOOKEDGIRLS. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. Okay, well, welcome back from that quick sponsor break. We hope if you guys haven't checked out Manscaped, you should. Ladies, this would make a fantastic Valentine's Day gift. I'm just saying. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So... Tara gave us a really great background, and I went back and forth on whether I wanted to dive deeper into each one of the different types or whatnot. And then I decided, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to do our numerology chart because fuck life. (laughs) And I don't know if this is the correct way to do it. I probably did it wrong because this like literally I was like, I'm going to do this today because I had already taken all this other notes. (laughs) But I wanted to kind of break it down. So I did. I'm excited. So the one thing that I thought was interesting is that Tara and I are both married women. When I first was doing this, I was doing it with my current name because I was like, oh, and then I researched it more because there's different types and we're going to go over that. So I'm going to be talking about the name numerology. And really that is going to tell you the name number is going to tell you kind of like your personality and your traits. And what is interesting is at first I was like, okay, so it's strictly just your birth name. Then I came across an article which will be on the sources page and it talked about how when you get married or if you decide to change your name for any reason. So even if this is like someone who's transitioned and they don't want to use their dead name, like your name, your name currently has power. So I thought that was really cool. I like that. So guys, it's a one to nine system. There are a couple of doubles. It's 11, 22, and 33. 33 coming from like the number when Christ died. And then the other two, I didn't bring those notes in here because I changed what I was doing. But neither Tara and I got... 33 or any of those numbers, except for when it comes to our life cycle, like our first life cycle ends at 33. So I am technically in my second life cycle. (gasps) That's exciting. Right. We'll talk about that in a second. I did a really good job of just like copying and pasting the answers in here and not reading any of mine because I too wanted to be just as excited as Tara. Mm -hmm. So because we have we've had two names and I'm not going to say our full names because that's how people steal our identities. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So how you find your name number is you basically take your full name and you write it out and there's like a column and we're going to put pictures and stuff so you guys will be able to see this chart. So the number one is connected to A, J, and S. Number two is B, K, T, which I was like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Normology. Rearrange those letters. <laughs> right. It's a BTK. Oh. I was like, fuck that shit. <laughs> Three is CLU. Four is DMV, which I checkled. <laughs> That's a fun one. Five is ENW. F is FOX, which is Fox. <laughs> Seven is GPY. Eight is HQZ. And nine is IR. So if you take Tara's full name and you take her birth name, it boils down to a three. Mm-hmm. So if you were to take your birth name and look at that, it would be your personality traits that come along with this are expressive, imaginative, sociable, jovial, positive, optimistic, and artistic. Hmm. I mean, let's describe you. Yeah. And then your married name is a seven. 
That is spiritual, intelligent, analytical, reserved, knowledgeable, mysterious, and intuitive. I feel like that's more accurate for me as an adult. Right. Because that's kind of the point is that like you do change and your name changes. Yeah. I like it. So my two. So my birth name was a four. And that is traditional, organized, self-disciplined, steady, logical, practical, helpful, and reliable. My married name is adventurous, energetic, curious, visionary, magnetic, and expansive. Accurate. Accurate. It was really cool to do because I had to like add it all up and everything like that. And I had to ask Alexa for help so that I didn't get it wrong. My maiden last (laughs) name is really long. And I'm one of those people who get dyslexic with numbers. Yeah. So if I'm like typing out and then there's multiple letters in a row, I'm like, uh, did I talk too many? What happened? Yeah. So the next thing we're going to talk about is called the cornerstone, which represents your overall outlook on life or approach to life. And it is based off of the first letter of your name which we all know is T. Yes. T carries sensitive energies. In a person's name, numerology highlights the importance of harmony in relationship and teamwork. So you a team player. Yay. For me, J is self-sufficient, driven, and full of potential. People with J in their name are skilled at creating opportunities and carving their own path. Yeah, you go, girl. It's exciting. The next one is called the capstone. It's how you find closure and how you follow through with things. And you take it's the last letter of your first name. We're the same. We have the same. A represents confidence, independence, and productivity. As part of the name, it influences people with both leadership and motivation. So yeah, that's our, that's how we do closure. Apparently we just inspiring people. Check us out. Right. And then it's the first vowel of your name represents the essence of your soul. It would be the same. So yours represents confidence, independence, and proactivity. Mine is an E, which is freedom is driving the force for the letter E. As part of a person's name numerology, it introduces romantic and expressive energies to the mix. Ooh, spicy. I know. Like, I'm like, I'm always like, I want things to be romantic. And my husband is like, romantic things cost lots more money. (laughs) I'm like, true. The next number that I charted for us or wrote down is one of the most important and influential, and that is the life path number. And this is who you are at your core, the person you learn to become. That is so just a huge statement. Mm -hmm. And this is derived from the number of your birth date. Oh, okay. So how you would do it is I'll do mine. I was born 5-20-1986. So you take, like, you would add the month up. So five is still a five, right? And then you'd add the 20, which is a two, because two plus zero is two. Mm-hmm. And then you do the 1986, which ends up being 24. And then you add all three of those numbers up, five, two, and 24, which comes out to be 31. And then three plus one is four. So that's mine. Yours would turn into be four plus seven plus 20, 31. And three plus one is four. We're the same. We're the same. 
<laughs> yes, we are the same. So the four life path is a practical one focused on service and hard work. These people are strong and stable and act as a rock for others in their life. Their lesson is to loosen up their mind and methods and realize that love and enjoyment are just as important as duty. <laughs> We're too type A. <laughs> right? That's what it's trying to tell us. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Along with the life path, there is something called numerology compatible. Oh. So it's basically like our love life. So with Matt's compatible number is Matt is an eight and Thomas is a six. Fucking Matthew is compatible with both four and six. So he's compatible with everyone in our little group. <laughs> you and I. So I go to four, right? And we're compatible with two, seven, and eight, but not six, which is what my husband is. Oh, no. And my husband is compatible with <laughs> one, two, eight, and nine. However, the worst matches for that life path are three and seven. So I've been fine. The worst matches for four are three, five, and nine. And the worst matches for Matt are one, three, five, seven, nine. So he just like, he basically like us and Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck everybody else. (laughs) Everyone else is fuck them. I didn't get my husband. I was like, that's so sad. Don't want to tell him. I don't want to be like, uh, honey, we're not numerologically compatible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, babe. It'll be okay. It's fine. <laughs> and then the next number I did is the expression number. So it's one of the most important numbers. It reveals the personal strengths and skills you were born with, along with things that challenge you. And it is derived from your full birth name. So with that, because it has to be your birth name, it's a three, which means for you, my dear, you are a naturally skilled communicator. You have a podcast. This is evident. (laughs) (laughs) You have a way with words and a great talent for conveying your creative ideas and inspiring others. Your social circle is strong and people find your optimistic attitude both magnetic and charming. You full of awesomeness. However, the relationships you form, like many others in life, don't go very deep. No, it's not true. Lies. You and I are so deep. (laughs) I was on board with you until this. God damn it. (laughs) Right? Your enthusiasm for life can be distracting, making you unable to stay focused on one person, job, or plan long enough for you to develop something complete and meaningful. I call bullshit on that shit. Yeah. okay (laughs) (sighs) okay so my expression is four because that was my full birth name which is organized down to earth hardworking. the four expression gives you skills to make you incredibly capable and constructive you are the master at managing projects and teams and others rely on you because you follow through everything through to completion you are honest patient and loyal and sometimes loyal to a fault bitch i ride or die (laughs) it carries a stubborn rigid energy that makes you so fixed in your ways that you're unable to grasp new better ways of thinking doing and interacting i mean no i mean no you're very you're open-minded to listening so on that like my number one attribute on my resume is that i can assess and streamline processes so fuck a bitch (laughs) you are wrong numerology i had the wrong birth name apparently apparently same (laughs) it's fine the next one is motivation which is your heart or soul number and it is taken from the vowels in your name so basically what i did is i wrote out all our, our full names birth names and then i just crossed out all the consonants This represents your guiding essence, your inner self trying to express itself outward. You, my dear, have a seven. 
You are driven to question and ponder about your life and the universe. You tend to want to be by yourself and live alone more than most. You're like, fuck people. I am pretty introverted. Your head in the clouds, your thoughts on philosophy and deeper issues. I don't think you sit by yourself and ponder. I think you just sit by yourself and watch Supernatural and nobody will interrupt you. I sit with my husband and watch Supernatural. It's true. It's our joint show. But yeah, no, I I sit and watch YouTube, True Crime, by myself. (laughs) There you go. Mine... I'm a five. You shun routine and crave new and different. You would rather not be tied down and instead prefer to move around and be free. You are adaptable, witty, love, enjoyment, and living life for today. I'm apparently like a party animal with that one. That's my heart and soul, apparently. Yours is that you crave aloneness and mine is that I like to be free. And move a bunch. And move. I was laughing at that, though, because I'm like, I'm the one that's moved so many fucking times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I've moved around California. Yeah. You've moved like cross country. Yes, multiple times. So inner self, which is apparently different, is how you look at yourself and how the other's first impression of you. And this is taken from all the consonants of your full name. So inner self, you got a number five. Okay. Which means during quite contemplations of ideal life, people with a quintessential life number of five are adapt to be imaginative, immersed or imaginatively immersed in various adventures and constant new experiences. Repetition is unlikely. It also says some of the visualizations of a person with this quintessential self number are likely to include traveling to countries of the world and assimilating to cultures they have to offer, conveying personal experiences to others in writing speeches and other communication methods is likely. There, that's kind of nail on the head. It is. <laughs> Finally! So mine is a six. During quiet contemplations of an an ideal life, people with the quintessential number six are likely to imagine the devotion of their family, not only for the beautiful and harmonious home that they have create for them, but also the responsibility they have to assume their family's welfare. I am kind of territorial about my family. Mm -hmm. It is pretty common for visualizations to lean towards pleasant and pleasing environments. They may be flowers in a garden. Pleasant music to be heard. That's nice. My pleasant music to be heard. Yes. (laughs) That's a weird description of someone. (laughs) The next one is your karmic number. Not your karmic debt number. This is your karmic lesson number. And it is derived from any numbers missing. So basically what you have to do is like take the numbers in your name and look for the ones that are missing. And you were missing two numbers. So this is stuff missing from my life? Yes. Um, These are your weaknesses, essentially. Oh, okay. So basically take this as this is not... Oh, so this is good because, okay, so this one is saying, a six is saying, you have a major issue with commitment and responsibility to others. Mind you, this is something that is kind of the opposite of you. So this is saying I don't have this problem. Got you. You have a hard time committing to marriage and other important personal relationships. I'm glad that's not true. My husband's probably glad that's <laughs> <Right>? not true. <laughs> right? You're so mad. Like, I had my numerology done today. You and I forever. <laughs> you have to learn to show true emotion, which you do. You don't emote to everyone, but those who are important in your life, you emote to. Tara and I cry a lot together, guys. You don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah. In our personal conversations, like, this week alone, I think we've cried like four times. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. 
So we know that that's not how you are. Mm -hmm. So, and then the other one was eight, which is you can attract a (laughs) considerable, oh no, Tara, you're not going to want this one. You can attract a considerable amount of money, even be a good business person. So I'm a bad business person? But that's why I'm in your life. (laughs) Okay, so I only had one number missing from my name, and that was seven. And apparently, you need to deepen your knowledge and talents in a specific discipline. You lack the will and or determination to perfect yourself or a specific talent you possess. You're a perfectionist for sure with with stuff that is important to you, so. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we're going to move on from that one. Nobody likes that one. Okay, the next one is our subconscious response, which is basically you take your karmic number and either subtract nine from it, like if it was a nine, you'd subtract nine, or you subtract it by nine. So mine was seven, so that gave me a two, which means you must learn to be more diplomatic and tactful and stay in the background when necessary and sometimes to accomplish something without the need to be praised or rewarded. Learn to be part of a team. You are a team player. That's wrong. No, but like subtly, like inside, I am such an attention whore. I'm like, I want to be in the front of everyone. (laughs) Like, I want everyone pay attention to me, but also like don't because I don't want people to stare at me. But please stare at me. Jesus. (laughs) You had two. Okay. Which is one in three. So one would be that you need to show more initiative in your life. You must learn to be more determined. The will needs to be strengthened. I don't know why I'm reading it this way. It's because it's how it's written. Um, <laughs> they're very like short sentences. You'll be forced to stand up for what you believe to be right. I feel like in the last few years, like you've really done that. Like you've really been like, I mean, you came out and that's like a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've came out and I've cut off toxic family members. Yes. Even when other family members tried to give me that. But they're your insert whatever relative here. Yeah. And... I was basically like, no, you're wrong. Too fucking bad. Right. Bye. So, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. I was actually, it's so funny. So I don't think you said my full birthday. I'm turning 30 this year. And I was like thinking about that as I've been in my late 20s and now going into my 30s. I feel like compared to like my early 20s, I'm definitely I've grown so much as a person. I've definitely dealt with a lot this last decade. So fuck my 20s. Goodbye. But I just feel like as I've gotten into my late 20s and like I hope it continues on into my 30s, like I'm really kind of like coming into my own as who I am as a person. So fuck you, numerology. (laughs) Well, the next part of that I think is great because I think this is what you've done is life will bring many strong willed people into your life whom you will struggle. You will have to learn to assert yourself or be suppressed by these forceful people. This is happening so that you can learn to become more forceful and dynamic. Learn to not concern yourself too much with what others think. You may be meek and timid. Learn to promote yourself. Work on your self-confidence and have more faith in your judgments and abilities. Overcome any tendencies to procrastinate. That that one should be for me. <laughs> Bitch, uh, love you, but this is speaking to that like imposter syndrome you have, which I on the daily beat out of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so your next number goes right along with it because your next number was three, which is You are highly self-critical. Yes, I sure am. Every time you find yourself at the center of attention, you manage to find something in your performance to 
be entirely inadequate or embarrassing. You have established an impossible standard of perfection as the only measures of your action. You need to lighten up on yourself. I'm going to say it again. You need to lighten up on yourself. Numerology, stop it. Oh my God. Right? Yeah, that is very nail on the head. Whatever the fucking saying is, that is a little too accurate and creeps me out. Right? I always love when it does. I got into numerology like years ago and then I stopped because I hung out with this guy named Eric Taranism. Mm -hmm. He's an amazing human. And I bought him a book and then we like did drunkenly did our charts one day. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. My missing number or my number was seven. So I subtract and it's two. Oh, I already read it. That one was mine. I need to learn to be more diplomatic and tactful. That one. I forgot we started with me because like normally I just go back to your tab. Oh, okay. I threw everything off. Jessica, stop that. Stay on your your lane. (laughs) Okay, where were we? We are on hidden tendencies and bitch you had four. So I'm going to read your top one and then you can read your other ones later. Okay. These are all of the things like when you look at your name, what do you have the most of, if that makes sense? So the most numbers. So you had nine, five, three, and one. I also had five, three, and one, but you had one extra than me. So technically you'll get to hear two because I'm going to read my five. So Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Having a hidden passion of number nine means that you have almost endless supply of warmth and love sharing with others. However, this is combined with a wonderful creative mind, a part that number nine often suppresses or believe they will not lead or will not lead them to success. If you let your natural compassion combine with your artistry, you will find yourself more fulfilled than ever. So five is my most one. Mine were like a tie, like straight across the board. But like, I'm going to read five. With a five guiding your nature and purpose, you're highly likely to be brave and adventurous. Apparently, I am just Merida over here. (laughs) You have a consummate love of experiencing novel things such as travel and taking up new hobbies. Oh my God, Tara knows me. I'm like, hobbies, hobbies are my favorite. Yeah. If you make your desires for growth the driving force in your manifestation journey, you will be channeling the most powerful and potent part of yourself and maximizing your chance at having the best, happiest experience. So the next number is our destiny number, which is your birthday. You take each digit and like add them up. So it would be like five, two, zero, nine, one, nine, eight, six. And then you basically whittle it down to a single digit. Unless you get at this point, you get like 11, 22 or 33. We did not. You got a four. I also got a four. Yay. Twinsies. (laughs) So with a four four as your destiny number, the individual has great potential for all kind of managerial work. We bosses. Boss ass bitch. Mm -mm -mm. It says he, but I'm going to say she has obvious powerful capabilities to manage big organizations. She can take big responsibilities on herself and fulfills them with precision. She's a very practical person and finds satisfaction in organizing events, meetings, matters, which will be long lasting. This person should learn to be methodical, serious, studious, disciplined, loyal, honest, and practical so that others can trust her to get things done in a proper manner. She should not be rigid, stubborn, boring, melancholy, and afraid of change. Okay. 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 So now we're going to get into life cycles. Are you excited about this? (gasps) Yes. Okay, I'm going to do mine first because technically I am in my second life cycle. Oh boy. Yes, do it. Okay, so here is how you figure out your first life cycle. Always start with the number 36. 
And then you take your destiny number, which for both of us was four, and you subtract 36 and four, and then you add one, which gives you the year that your first cycle will end. Mm -hmm. So basically, in 2019, my first life cycle ended and my second life cycle began. And so during this time, you're supposed to like, this is what my life was supposed to be. At an age that naturally concerned with environment and play, your youth was full of hard work, practical concerns and restrictions. Oh my God, we just talked about this. Don't worry. The stability, self-discipline, and tolerance from routine that you developed in the first cycle can be made to pay off later, giving you a secure foundation that allows you to enjoy yourself. You don't readily express your emotional needs, but still desire much affection and praise. (laughs) True. It is good during this time to learn to work with your hands and wait to cultivate your emotional self at an appropriate time. During the first life cycle, the life path number and your first minor challenge number is also especially important. So that's mine. Oh, wait. No, that's you. I just read yours. That's fine. I just didn't flip on the right tab. Okay, so that was Tara's. That's fine. Okay, mine is is also thirty three. So in nineteen or in two thousand nineteen, in youth you were you were one who must learn everything for yourself, quick to learn but easily bored, and you didn't fit into a structured lifestyle. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> you did everything early. The chances are good that you weren't among those to cling to the security of home. That's true. If your early life was too unsupervised and unstructured, you ran into danger of indulging your appetite for drugs, drink, sex, and other forms of excitement. I mean, to be honest, my parents really like they they were pay- they paid attention to me a lot and they were strict, but they also like just let me be me. I was trustworthy, so I think that was also. Yeah. So then your life cycle ends, your first one ends in 2024. Oh man, I got a little bit to go. Okay. You're right. And then your next life cycle is that number plus 27 years. So it'd be 2024 to 2051. Gotcha. Your second life cycle number was seven. And it says analysis is the key to your middle cycle. During your middle years, you probe deeply and understand all that's going on around you and inside you. You are highly sensitive at this time, and it may be the best to keep your feelings to yourself. Oh, that's rude. You need much time alone to think things through. Your partner, if you have one, will need to understand this. So basically what this saying is Matt's going to get needy as fuck and you're going to be like, leave me alone. I need to be by myself. I'm in my second life cycle. <laughs> I'm not mocking this. I just think it's funny because I know Matt and he would be like, why are you ignoring me? <laughs> and then I can hear Tara being sarcastic. It's my second life cycle. <laughs> He'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> During this life cycle or the next, your power number generally began to manifest. My number two is in midlife, your success will rise through cooperation. You should look for work that involves helping people to get along with one another or with each other. Should have been a therapist. Put yourself second, attend to details and be sensitive to the needs of others. That's my whole life. This is oh, this is an excellent cycle for improving your own partnership and marriage. Well, I got married. Yeah. Like at the end of my last life cycle. So I guess this one, I'm putting it all in there. So my life cycle, that will end in 2046. And then my next one will begin there and will go to the end of my life. And my number was not, was a six. And it says, you look forward to the enjoyable last cycle filled with friendship, socializing, renewed pleasures in life. This is a wonderful time for developing artistic talents. 
now you can creatively use your life experiences to help others develop the je ne sais quoi that you are blessed with now. That's not je ne sais quoi. I saw a French sentence and I just ran away with it. I didn't read it. And um, it was joie de vie. My bad. So yours was a two. And this will be from 2051 until the end of your days. Your later years will be peaceful and they will be the happiest. They are full of social interactions. We're going to live near each other. Bitch, yes. We're going to be retired by each other. Mm-hmm. This can be a time of quiet. Uh, if I'm near you, it's not quiet. <laughs> In which you become a collector of things, ideas, and even people. You're going to, oh, you're going to be a serial killer. Oh, fuck. You're going to be a peaceful serial killer. Aww. Collecting people. <laughs> Concentrate on developing relationships as, they, as you grow older. They become increasingly important part of your life. Now, there's a bunch of stuff about turning points, but I'm just, because of how long it's going to take and these are big, I'm just going to send them to Tara. You can check them out. Um, They run along the same, like, time frames and everything like that. But we're going to skip to the fun ones. So we're going to talk about the cycle year or the year cycle. So basically, uh, I watched a YouTube video on it and it was like every nine years you go through this development process and it's one through nine. And so what you do to find it is you take your birthday plus the year it's in. So mine would be like 0520-2001. Yours would be your birthday. but And you are a number seven. So you're in your seventh year. A seven personal year is ripe for spiritual development. This year, you will heal your faith and trust being tested. Do not be surprised if you want to retreat from the chaos and steal chances of reflection. Your mission is to explore the depths of your soul's calling. Interesting. Okay. I mean, it's still just January. Yeah. But this is like a deep year for me. Is that that's what it's saying? Yeah. Okay. And I think technically it starts on your birthday. Oh. I don't know what number six is. I didn't look because I'm a number three. So mine is find your joy. Your three personal year is all about fun and creativity. You will work on expressing your emotions clearly and effectively with lots of opportunities to practice. Enroll in a public speech class. Do you guys think I need a public speech class? Please don't answer. That will hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> Or make over your image. Relationships can be a turning point this year. And then the last one is our witch number. <gasps> Ooh. Which I saw on TikTok. I'm excited. And the whole reason I wanted to do this. So. Yay. My number is four, which is the elementist, which draws power from the elements. So I can be like a fire witch or a sea witch or like a mermaid witch. I don't know. Mm. I can do things. It could be a volcano witch. I don't know. So that's exciting for me. Yours, which I think explains a lot about you. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> is a solar apprentice and draws power from the sun because you are so much happier out when there's a sun. This is true. So you draw power from the sun. I like it. So that was ours. There are a lot of different things that you can measure, obviously. And um, numerology.com gives you some. You have to kind of like search around for other ones. And I know that it can go like crazy in depth to like moons and like moon phases and things like that. I don't have a good enough grasp on it to do that kind of shit. Uh, if you guys do, let us know. Yeah. And if you go ahead, if you do any of these, like if you go from to the sources page and you do any of these, let us know what your numbers are. Yes, we would love to know. I think it's this is so fascinating. I really like it. Right. Like yours kind of got deep on us. Yeah, it did. Jesus fuck. But, you know, it's fine. I know. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to cry over here. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up 
up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was really fun to do. Like I said earlier, I was on my way to do a whole different thing. And then I was like, fuck it, we doing this. I hope they enjoy it. Um, And I hope you did. Yeah. I feel like we learned more about ourselves and then they got to learn more about us. So that hopefully that was cool for you guys and that was fun. But yeah, definitely let us know what your stuff is. I would love to know. And with that, we're going to sign off. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.